All right, today's reading is John chapter 4. Now, I could preach probably a message on every single verse in this chapter, and I'm sure you have heard many, many different messages on this chapter. Uh, so we're just going to be looking at, again, our theme of good food, because, you know, with all those different things, I think it's helpful to f focus in on one thing. Uh, we see in verse 7 through 8 that uh, Jesus is meeting with this Samaritan woman by a well. He asked for a drink. And now there's an interesting note that in verse 8, the disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. So they were on a mission. They were going to get lunch, in essence, because the heat of the day, Jesus is chilling, he's waiting, and he is wanting to drink from this well. Now, when the Samaritan woman says, why are you a Jew, asking, it was because to even drink from the same cup was not clean to them. This is not hard for us to understand. We had a whole craziness in this country about water fountains and swimming pools, that drinking from the same water fountain as if someone who was colored was going to taint uh, white people. Um, and this is the same racial dynamic that's going on, and Jesus is cutting through that. But the reason he's cutting through that is because he is going to use this water as an illustration, because he is saying that you have a thirst that you are going to quench with water, just as his physical body, his man body had a thirst. And yet there is a greater water that everyone who drinks of this will uh, never be thirsty again. It is a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Now, the woman correctly says, give me this water. But then there is the issue of her sin that is in the way. Now, when we talk about sin and when we repent and we deal with sin, I know it is hard and it's not always something that's going to be fixed right away. But the reason why God is wanting us to do that is because he wants us to drink from living water. And in fact, at the end of this, she does go and proclaim all that she has done and bring people to him. Now, if you jump to verse 27, the disciples come back. They ask why you are talking with her. And I think it's so funny in verse 28 that she left her water jar. The very thing she was there for, the very water that she thought she wanted is the thing that she leaves. Now, we often don't connect, but in verse 31, the disciples have brought food back. Remember, that's why they left. They came to bring food. And again, he's now going to give this same illustration, not just to this Samaritan woman who is clearly a sinner, but to the Jewish disciples who think that they're fine and says, I have food to eat that you don't know about. And the disciples are like, has anyone like, wait, did we not bring him food? Or I wonder if also maybe they forgot to bring, G I don't think they would forget to bring Jesus. They're like, um, is there a different food that you're looking for? And Jesus here tells them this, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. This living water, this food that sustains us. You know, we, a lot of times when people say, um, give us this day our daily bread. Now, there is a physicalness to that. We're asking God for his providence. But I think especially in American church, a lot of times we end up thinking that to be sustained by God is to make sure that we're singing a lot of praise songs quite often, make sure we're going to church on Sunday, and make sure that we're doing our daily Bible readings as you're doing right now. And all of those are good. 
And yet what Jesus is saying is that the water that quenches, that salvation, I think in a lot of those things that I just described, that is how we quench our thirst, that immediate first need, you know, biologically, the thirst comes first. And then what does it mean to really be sustained and to grow and to be satisfied and nourished? Because I'm sure if any of you have ever done like a liquid only diet, you can be you know, nutriented, but you are not satisfied. The food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. You know, for many of you um, that I know, oftentimes don't feel fully satisfied. And I think some it's weird that for a lot of people, especially in American church, that the solution to that is often to stop doing the work of God. People say, oh, I'm tired, I'm burnt out, I need to rest. And we don't realize that those things aren't going to fill us. You know, I think being able to just rest in worship and rest in the word is a great way to satisfy our thirst that if we are in our sins and we need the salvation of the Lord to come, that those are great things. But if those of you, especially that have, have been Christians for a long time, have been involved in the church for a long time, and you are feeling unsatisfied and unfull, know that it is not about ceasing to do work. But perhaps what it is, is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. That many people who don't feel satisfied in church, it's because they're not, it's not that they are, it's not that they need rest, is that they need to be thinking and praying and then doing the work that God has for them and not just the work that maybe the church assigns them and not just maybe the church that they feel like they should do, but really what it means to do God's work.